podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. We are, of course, the flagship show of the 1012 Network, the podcast network that covers the entire Big 12 Conference and partners with Sports Drink, your source for all things sports and non sports, a fantastic podcast network in their own right. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Thursdays mean picks. Picks means my two guests that join me every week. First up, our pro picker himself, that is Daniel Alexander. What is up? Great to be here. Tough week, but uh, I think I'm still holding the lead, so let's have another good week. Let's stretch it out on you guys. Yeah, uh, we will, we'll re- recap last week here in, in just a minute. Yes, you do retain the lead. Uh, the person who does not retain the lead, like myself, that would be the LGGOG himself, Chris Ross. Yeah, no, not doing too great in the basement. Probably be in the basement again after this week. And uh, I don't even have Kansas to keep me company. No, but you uh, you have the Sooners, so they're there. Uh, it is a light card this week. And so when we have a light card, I like to bring on a guest to join us. We had Chase last week, and he was a fantastic guest. I am very excited uh, for my good friend who is joining us today. That is Kelly Ford, a.k.a. K Ford Ratings on Twitter, also known as the uh, co-host or one of the one half of the We Hate Your Pod or We Hate Your Team podcast. Kelly, welcome back, man. Hey, thanks, Philip. I appreciate it. Uh so excited to be back. It's been a year since I've been on with you guys on this particular segment. So just so excited to talk some college football tonight. Always fun. Uh yeah, you actually had me on your your show to start off the season. Uh we had our nice uh week one picks, which was a lot of fun. So I felt it was only it was only fair to get you on here and make me, you make some picks on my show as well. Well, Philip, I love it. You know, I am always games for everyone listening. Philip earned his spot on the, we hate your team podcast, winning our uh, ESPN competition from bull mania 2021. So uh, Philip, you earned your spot. I think I'm just getting charity and being asked on. I don't even know why, but I appreciate it nonetheless. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it for sure. I was going to say, I absolutely love the name of that podcast. Uh, when I was at LGG, the number of times, I was called like a rival team Homer is that because I said something which was always so funny, especially when I was called an OU Homer. I, I, I don't know. I kind of took pride in that. I love being called an OU Homer. No, Chris, appreciate it. We, uh, we ran a Twitter poll, uh, my buddy Zach and I, uh, just over a year ago before we started the podcast. I remember Philip even pumped it out from the 1012 network saying, Hey, help, help our friend Kelly and Zach figure out the name of their uh, podcast we hate your team was the one that I liked the most I'm glad it's the one that the Twitter fans liked as well because yeah with my ratings which we'll get into in a little bit I'm sure everybody's always coming at me every week less so now that I'm a little bit more um, established I'll say still certainly not uh, at the forefront or anything but now that I have a little bit more traction fewer people come at me saying why do you hate my team it was every week when I first started why do you hate my team why do you hate my team and I'm just like Guys, I don't hate your team, I promise. But now we have a podcast where we do talk about why we hate your team. So it's come full circle, and uh, all the hate early on was definitely worth it to get the name. So Love it. I think I think being told, why do you hate my team, it's just a badge of honor. That's what it is. Uh, all right. We, uh, we're we going to get to last week's uh, results in just a minute. We've got a few things to get to first. Uh, first off, thanks to uh, one of our Houston Cougar fan listeners who sent me a Houston care package. Uh, so we talked about... Uh, 
back in the summer. You know, Oklahoma State got an official beer from Iron Monk. Uh, Houston's got one as well. I got a couple of those. I got a couple of uh, St. Arnold's root beers. Very excited about those. And I got some stuff from HEB, which I was very excited about. There was the green stuff sauce, which I never had before. Um, it is. Ooh, that's good. That is good stuff. And some chili lime uh, corn chips. Hmm. So shout out to you. If anybody else just wants to send me a care package of uh, official school beer, uh, I will drink it. Um, if you want to send me random bags of food as well, um, I will eat it. My wife will also appreciate that. It's just, it's an easy way for me to keep the show going when I'm like, look, see stuff from, from all this time that I spend on this, that you are sad about. I mean, she's sitting there watching big sky right now. So I think she's happy. Uh, all right. News from this week. Hey, guess what? Jalen Daniels is out for the season. Not just kidding. Haha. Uh, maybe we have no actual idea. Uh, obviously, if uh, the biggest news story that was out on Tuesday, reporter Zach Boyer tweeted out that, uh, quote, Daniels is expected to miss the rest of the season with a gray three separation of his right shoulder per sources. Uh, later that day, Daniels himself, quote, tweeted that tweet saying, sheesh, that's news to me. Uh, Leipold also put out a tweet. Don't don't judge him for his age. The man seems to know how to use social media, apparently, or quite well. Look who dropped by my office with a picture of Daniels and his arms were raised in the air. If you know anything about a grade three separation, I didn't until I Googled it. Uh, you're probably not raising your arms straight up in the air without it being exceedingly painful. Look, we don't really know what's going on or not. We do know he is probably not going to be starting against Oklahoma. We do think that he is probably injured. Uh, We'll also note that Matt Tate, the sports editor for the Lawrence Journal World, uh, a paper on which Zach Boyer has written for before, quote, a note about Kansas football quarterback Jalen Daniels. Zach Boyer, a former employee of KU Sports, who's done some freelance work for the paper recently, tweeted Daniels is out for the year. The info wasn't submitted to us and didn't go through our reporting process. We haven't been able to confirm any details. So at this point... The best we can tell is that Jalen Daniels is day-to-day. We don't know how long he'll be out. No one said he is not out for this season, but no one has confirmed that he is. So uh, this isn't to throw Boyer under the bus. He had some very specific information. And typically when you have very specific information, you've got a couple of sources. And if you know what you're doing, and I do think he does, you've, you've confirmed with a couple of different sources. So at this point, all we know is Daniels not starting against Oklahoma this week. Sounds like he is injured. Obviously, he got knocked out of the game uh, against TCU, so we will see how long he is out. And again, no no one has come out and said that he's not out for the season, so obviously there is a little bit of gamemanship going on, but until we know for sure, we just know what we know. Uh, and that obviously will have a big impact. We'll talk more about him being out uh, when we get to the Kansas-Oklahoma game in our picks. Uh, we did run a poll on Twitter uh, asking if Daniels is out for the rest of the season. Can Kansas get to the sixth win that they need to get to a bowl game? I will read you the schedule they have remaining, obviously at Oklahoma this week, then a road game at Baylor. Uh, They get an off week, and then it is Oklahoma State at Texas Tech, Texas, and at Kansas State. So it is not an easy schedule to end the year. Uh, The poll, 67% of 345 people who voted said, yes, they will get their sixth win. I tend to agree with them. I think they are good enough to do so. Most of the teams mentioned were Oklahoma and Texas. (laughs) Ha ha, I get it. I understand the Texas jokes. Bravo to all of you and the Oklahoma comments. It's not necessarily wrong that this weekend might be their best opportunity for a sixth win. Uh, But I do feel like Kansas is good enough to pick up one more win and get to a bowl game, which at this point for Kansas, I mean, I know it seems for most of us that starting out 5-0 and and ending up 6-6 six and six would be disappointing, but this is Kansas, and I think they would be thrilled to get to a bowl game. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on Kansas hitting uh, hitting this sixth win this year? Yeah, I, I think they get it. I don't know where it comes. Uh, I do think that, for a fact, Jalen Daniels will be back 
this season. I'll go ahead and put it out there. As an Oklahoma State fan, he will be back right after the bye. That's how that works. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Kansas fans, rest easy. At least that'll happen. Uh, but no, I mean, that news, that thing was funny to watch because, yes, you would think that he had confirming sources, uh, multiple sources saying the same thing before he just ran with it. But you never know for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, this week, who knows? I We'll get into this game a little bit, but with Kansas, they either win this game or OU blows them out. I don't think there's a lot of in-between. Yeah, we'll talk more about that game coming up. Uh, a few other things. There was an article in Forbes. Obviously, uh, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yarmark out in New York City took the uh, took the Kansas jersey to the mayor of New York City there. Uh, if you all remember his comment about Kansas, a bit of a derogatory statement. That is called uh, Younger Hipper Cooler. Good job on Yarmark playing off that. That was quite clever. Uh, in his interview with Forbes magazine, talking with Adam Zagora, uh, Zagoria, sorry, uh, Fox and ESPN have had meaningful conversations on a new TV contract with Big 12. Uh, Like, there's not much in here. They've talked. uh, They've had meaningful conversations. Uh, If they don't come to something early, they'll wait till February 24. It's a very much like, well, we've talked, and maybe something will happen, and maybe it won't. Who really knows? Uh, So, why bring it up? Because Brett Yarmark's making the rounds. He was on on ESPN this morning, on, uh, on Wednesday morning. He's making the rounds. He's got uh, Bob Huggins and uh, uh, Baylor's head basketball, men's basketball coach, whose name completely just slipped my mind. And yes, I know who he is and I would recognize him in a lineup, but now it's just completely escaped me. Forgive me. It's been a long time. Uh, They've been in New York. Why go to New York? Because New York is a hub for media. New York is literally at ESPN. You're trying to grow the brand that is the Big 12, the you can be like, well, no one there cares. Well, there's lots of people who go to New York, lots of people who live in New York. There literally used to be a bar in New York that was called Stillwater that was owned by some former Oklahoma State grads. And if you lived in the area, you could go and always watch Oklahoma State every Saturday and every day, whatever game it was, they always had the OSU game on. So I understand viewpoints on New York, whatever. Like, it is a melting pot, if nothing else. Yeah, you can always All right. something up. Yeah. As in Scott Drew. Uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was a terrible pun. It, it, it really was. It was pretty bad. I appreciate the assist. Uh, John Rothstein with some news regarding Big 12 men's basketball. Uh, source, the Big 12 will remain at uh, 18 league games when the conference has 14 teams in 2023. Well, in when it has 14 teams, that's obviously before Oklahoma and Texas leave, whenever they decide to leave. Uh, the Big 12 is also committed to maintaining its challenges, that being the Big East Big 12 battle and the Big 12 SEC challenge. The Big 12 SEC challenge is freaking awesome they do it right all the games in one day make a whole saturday of it right in the end of january espn covers them all it's fantastic i understand the big 12 big east fox owns one espn owns the other you can't quite do it the same way but they've really got to figure some way out to make it better than it is because it's just not treated with enough reverence because the big east is really good uh sources the big 12 will play the following league games twice when the conference goes to 14 teams, basically who will be everyone's annual. You are guaranteed to play them twice every year. No surprises here. Sunflower showdown, Bedlam, whatever we call Texas, Texas tech, the revivalry, uh, Cincinnati, West Virginia, of course, Houston, UCF and Iowa state BYU. That last one sounds a little bit weird. Let's just say that one school desperately wanted to make sure that they had the other school as an annual rival in all in football and basketball. And they got their way. Uh, last thing, 
If you haven't seen the pictures yet, Oklahoma's going to have some black anthracite uniforms when they take on Kansas this Saturday called the Prentice Gout Unity Uniform. The word unity will be on the back of everyone. Uh, Gout was OU's first African-American scholarship football player back in the 1950s. OU put out a really good video about it. It's a fantastic story. The reason behind it is awesome. Obviously, lots of OU fans, younger ones, definitely not the olds, have been clamoring for a black uniform for quite some time. The olds on Facebook, real upset as you would expect that OU would go about and do something like this but then when you see the uniforms they look good more importantly the reason behind them the story behind them what they are supposed to stand for is absolutely fantastic Um, the individuals from Oklahoma who have gone about putting this entire thing together it is fantastic it is very very near and dear to those close to Oklahoma's heart Um, go check out the video watch the story read about it it's a really really cool deal and the uniforms look pretty badass they really do and I hand it to them. They did a good job. Yeah, the, they okay. look they look good. Yeah, they do. A little, like they, little they, weird they, they're busting them out against Kansas, but that's that's the what? season. Kansas is a ranked team. No, absolutely. It's just still weird. I'm sure they've had this particular game circled for quite some time. I'm sure they thought this was going to be an easy win, so they would break them out and look really good in them. Not quite going the way they expected. Kelly nodding quite aggressively with a giant smile on his face about that. Yeah, I just think it's really funny. You're right. I mean, expectation in the preseason versus where we are now. They, they need a win. It's a big game. You got to get it done, and it's do or die. Let's look good. Let's try to figure it out. Because if Oklahoma – and we're going to talk about this game, I know. If Oklahoma slips to three and four, I mean, we thought things were crazy after a 49-0 blowout. You just lost to Kansas. Now you're under 500. 0 and 4 in the Big 12. I mean – I'm talking about Armageddon, like that. That would just be worst case. So they're trying. They're pulling out all the stops. Is kind of what I'm thinking here. You're right, Philip. The, the jerseys do look good. I'm usually a traditionalist when it comes to jerseys and logos and things like that. But when it's for the right cause and it looks as fire as it does, um, best of luck to them. They're going to need it because, like you said, Kansas is a ranked team. It's not quite a home field magic, but it's still pretty good. Uh, okay, let's talk about last week. What a weird week it was. Our guest, Chase Kitty, went 5-3. and three. He was our winner last week. Shout out to Chase. Again, if you have not listened to his podcast, that is The Lion's Edge. Go do so. I listened to it and actually made a couple of real bets because of some of the uh, suggestions that he had. If you want to know what those are, you can DM me because I'm not going to talk about it here, but I'll talk about it in the text group with uh, Daniel and, and Chris. Just I was almost said Chase. No, Chris. Anyways, um, Chase hit on Houston plus three, Texas minus seven, over 68 and a half in TCU, Kansas, under 45 in Kansas State, Iowa State, and Navy plus six over Tulsa. That's actually one of the ones I bet for real. That one paid off. Missed on Cincy minus 27 and a half. Missed on the under 69 and a half in Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and missed on BYU plus four. And like I said, he went five and three. In second place would be me. I went four and four. Yeah, second straight 500 week, baby. And it's not a losing record. Uh, over, a hit on over 57 and a half in Houston, Memphis. <laughs> oh, I watched that game. It was amazing. It was incredible. And there's absolutely zero reason that game should have gone over. There were 27 total points in the hit start of the fourth quarter. Uh, hit on Texas minus seven. Hit on the over 68 and a half in TCU, Kansas. Also another one that thank goodness for second and a half uh, scoring outputs. Hit on Notre Dame minus three and a half over BYU. Missed on the over 59 in Cincinnati, USF. Missed on Tech plus nine and a half versus Oklahoma State. It's a 10 point win. Missed on the over 45 in Kansas State, Iowa State. I don't know what I was thinking. And missed on Liberty minus 24 and a half versus UMass. Uh, the the point totals are wrong. I'm going to have to bail on the Liberty, uh, the, the UMass principle. It no longer works. That brings my total to 27, 31, 
and one. Uh, in second place last week, due to a push, Daniel went three, four, and one hit on Houston plus three versus Memphis, hit on Notre Dame minus three and a half versus BYU, and hit on South Carolina plus seven versus Kentucky. That one was not really close. Missed on Oklahoma plus seven and a half versus Texas. Texas missed on the over 59 in Cincinnati USF. Missed on Texas Tech plus nine and a half versus Oklahoma State. Missed on Kansas State minus two uh, at Iowa State. And uh, push on Kansas plus seven. Kansas lost by seven. Like I said, three, four, and one last week brings your total to 31, 26, and two. You maintain the lead, Daniel. Razor thin, man. I mean, Kansas State wins by one. I've got a minus two. Tech, you know, if they lose by 10, got a nine and a half. Uh, the over in that Cincy game was looking great. That thing just ground to a halt for like the last 11 minutes or so. You know, when, you know, it just goes to show you, man, a few bounces going a different way, man, and and, and you can make money or lose money every single week. It's a tough rack, but uh, we'll bring it back this week. It does feel like a lot of the lines that we have run with have been right. The lines have been right, like just right there. And it has been a half a point, a point either way. And if you're just, uh, and you just, you're just missing them by a little, it's, it's felt that way for a lot of what we have gotten right and gotten wrong so far this season. It's been very interesting. Uh, Chris, you went three and five hit on Texas minus seven hit on TCU minus six and a half versus Kansas hit on wake minus 17 versus army missed on Memphis plus minus three missed on Cincinnati minus 27 and a half missed on under 69 and a half at Oklahoma state, Texas tech missed on Kansas state minus two versus Iowa state and missed on the over 51 in BYU, Notre Dame three and five last week brings your total to 26, 32 and one, sir. Yeah. Kind of a rough season. Uh, you know, honestly, as soon as, as soon as Houston won that game, I knew it was going to be a long week. That was the worst. I, I'm i never betting on Memphis again, ever. I have to write this down or else I'll forget, but I'm never betting on Memphis again. That was miserable. The only game I felt like I really flat out missed was the Oklahoma State-Baylor game. I should have known. I should have known that was going to go over. What was that? I don't know. I don't know why. I took the under on that, right? That's what oh, I'm pretty... Texas Tech? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I say Baylor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she talks about Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I should know better than that. Anyway, moving on. All right. Uh, we are, we're going to make some picks. We've got our guest here. We're all ready to go. And we're going to do that here in just a minute. Hey, this is Jamie Steyer Johnson, host of the Cyclone Family Podcast. I host a show with my brother, Eric Steyer, and the two of us were raised in the ISU athletic department as my mom has coached women's basketball for over 20 years. Our involvement didn't stop there, and I've been a radio analyst for Cyclone Women's Basketball since 2019, and Eric spent his 2018 to 2022 years as a walk-on on the men's side. We get together each week to talk about what's happening in the world of Cyclone sports, whether that be current seasons, former players, or whatever else we find to be of interest. We'd love to have you join us. The Cyclone Family Podcast. When you listen, your family. Do you think Olive Garden can sue me for that? <laughs> Virginia. Brand new for the 2022 season, it's the RVK. We're coming at you two ways on two days. It's Monday and Thursday. Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and me, 
Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We are the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You get pop culture Monday at 7 a.m. You get the West Virginia University podcast Thursdays at 7 a.m. Either way, no matter what we say, you're going to have fun. So, like we like to tell you, get at your boys. All right, fellas. You ready to do this? Ready. Let's do it. Chris, always Chris is figuring it I, out right now. <laughs> I am figuring it out right now, and I guess Houston's on a buy, so I'm liking this week already. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss on Houston if they don't play. Eh? I miss when eh? I take him. I miss when I don't. I. You know, hmm. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Um, I had the uh, misfortune of, I guess, winning last week, so that means I have to lead things off. We start on Thursday. We've got two Thursday no, make, night. Make Kelly games. go first. Oh, that's right. I have a guest. I don't have to go first. Kelly's <laughs> got to back this performance up. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do this. Where are we, start? Where are we starting, boys? Uh, we start on Thursday. we got two Thursday night games to pick here, fellas. Uh, we will open with Baylor at West Virginia. Big game for both teams. Uh, Baylor to try and stay in the hunt for the Big 12 title game. West Virginia, if they're going to make a bowl game right now, Baylor about a three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over-under. I just lost it. Uh, about 54 and a half. Kelly, where would you like, sir? I'm going to keep it with the spreads. That's where my uh, so my model, my predictive model that I've worked on over the years and really refined does a lot better uh, against the spread than it does with over-under, still tweaking that aspect of it. So I'll stick with the spreads tonight. You say it's Baylor minus three and a half. I'm going to lean Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor in the points in this game. Or excuse me, I'm going to take Baylor and lay the points in this game. I've got Baylor as the number 16 team in my power ratings, guys. I've got West Virginia number 45. So this is a big game for Baylor. I like them on both sides of the ball. This is a top 40 offense, a top 15 defense by my numbers. Uh, This got a game score of 84 for me, guys. So that's basically what I'm looking at is how what's the average quality of these teams? And then how competitive do I expect the game to be? I do that for every single FBS versus FBS game every week. A game score of 84 is good enough for the 10th best of a loaded week seven slate. So I'm really excited about this one. 62% win probability for Baylor. Give me Baylor minus 3.5. My numbers like them to win by about four and a half. Very nice. I like that. I like that. Okay. Look, Baylor has never won in Morgantown. Ever. This game is being played where? In Morgantown. Well, wait a minute. No. I, I didn't know that, Philip. Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't include all my notes when I send you guys the rundown. It's send down the rundown, then add notes. Uh, midweek game against the furthest conference opponent, though I think the midweek game part and the travel is less of an impact since both teams were off last week. West Virginia is not a bad team despite the record. Baylor is the better team, and I do think they will win, but I kind of feel like West Virginia is the side to take here. All of that said, I think the total is too low. West Virginia, the offense has not been the issue. That's not. 31 points against Pittsburgh. 42 against Kansas. 20, and even 20 points against Texas two weeks ago on the road. Texas playing better. Texas played well in that game. I think this total is too low. So I am going to take, even though I think West Virginia is the side, I'm taking the over here. So that would be the best one I can get. And I just lost it. Why did it just disappear? Why did these things do these to me? Uh, I see 54 and a half pretty much. I see a couple 54s. Daniel, can I have that or is that a no? Uh, 54 and a half. We'll give it to you. 
All right, 54 and a half. Oh, no, no, I mean, I mean 54. I mean, excuse me, excuse me. There, there's okay. not 54s for your over, yeah. Perfect, great. Then I will take over 54 for this one. All right, uh, Daniel. I'm going the opposite of you, buddy. Sorry, this just feels like, uh, uh, you know, like you were saying, this is a big game for both teams. Um, a little bit of, if, uh, you know, if you get separation from the bottom of the pack or not uh, in the Big 12. Also, when I look at it, all the moves have come in on the under. This thing topped out around 56. Uh, FanDuel took a big bet. Bet online took a big steam move. And uh, it's sort of held now at about 54. I like that. A little bit of a key number. There are the 54 halves out there. So I've got that hook on a little bit of a key number. Weeknight game, big game. I'm going under all the way. Weeknights get wild. All right, under 54. Uh, oh, no, I'll give you the half since that one is available. Chris? Yeah, this line does seem suspiciously low. At three, I feel like you look at these two teams on paper, Baylor, you know, should win between that and a score. Like, I feel like Baylor should cover the Thursday night games are weird. Morgantown. I really want to take Baylor because I feel like all things, everything else, Baylor would win this by a score. But I kind of really want to take West Virginia in this spot. I don't know why it goes against the logic. It goes against the numbers. But it's Thursday night under the lights in Morgantown. Things get weird on Thursday night. I don't know what it is, but it happens year in, year out. I'm going to take West Virginia. Okay. West Virginia plus three and a half. I like it. That that spread is suspiciously low. I, I think it is too. And again, Baylor's never won in Morgantown. Not once. So... And obviously that doesn't mean anything every year is a new year, but it is a tougher place to play. It just is. All right, moving on down our list. We got another Thursday night game. So I hope everyone is listening to this on Thursday before both of these games kick off. Central Florida, UCF, the Citronauts with the just look, the helmets are cool, but they're also like way too much. Like I'm all for cool and unique things and they've put a ton of attention to detail in them. But here's my deal with attention to detail. If I can't figure out what any of it is while watching the game on TV or if you're sitting in the stands and all the way it's cool is if you can sit and read a very long thing on Twitter about all the little bitty things that are on there. And look, I love the attention to detail and I love the space stuff. And I know they have to outspace everybody else who does space now because space is cool. Purdue's doing space like. Lots of teams want to do space. UCF owns space. They're the first team to ever do space, and they've got to outspace everyone. It's cool. And I love it. Like, please understand that. This is more criticism on if you get too detailed and you do too much, it kind of works against you. But I am very excited to see what these look like on the field on TV. Central Florida, UCF. Sorry, they don't like Central Florida. UCF, 23.5 point favorite over under against Temple at 40. Six. It's hoping that 49 and a half has been bet down. Man, all the values out of that now. Because I would have loved the under in this game because I don't trust UCF's offense for squat. They're too inconsistent. The one half, you're going to get a great offense. You're going to get three great halves of offense. No, I'm sorry. Three halves where they can't play <laughs> offense. I'm going to get this right eventually. I'm still wound up about the stupid helmets. Three halves where they can't play offense, and then they'll explode for a half. And then they'll so be four, off four for halves half, and in explode this game. for a quarter. Well, there's eight halves. Just kidding. Four wrongs don't make a right. Uh, <laughs> but they might make a left. Okay, this is getting out of hand. Uh, like I said, UCF 23 and a half. I think, okay, here's the problem. 
Temple's not very good, but both teams are pretty good defensively. UCF's defense, very good. It's a very good defense across the board. I think Temple is a, is a better defense than they are given credit for. And I don't know what kind of UCF offense I'm going to get. Am I going to get good UCF offense where John Rice Plumley is awesome? Or am I going to get UCF offense where they can't do squat and John Rice Plumley is fine at best? Because if he's fine at best, there's no way they cover 23 and a half. I just don't trust their offense enough. If he's awesome, they're going to go off for 21 points in the third quarter and blow past this total. I look at the total and I don't trust UCS offense. And I would rather side with what I have seen more consistency from, which is it's not going to be good for most of the game. It might explode in a quarter. It might explode for a half. I think it's more likely this line is too big. I think they can win by three touchdowns, but you want me to get three touchdowns and a field goal? I don't think they're going to. I will take Temple to cover the 23 and a half I loved the under. It's been bet down so much that I'm afraid the value's out of it too much. So I will take Temple plus 23 and a half. Uh, Daniel. So much of my work when you get these these low totals and big spreads, uh, so much of my betting, one of the angles I love is I work on what I call spread differential, where it's essentially, uh, you know, are there enough implied points for favorites to cover big spreads? And oftentimes I deduct, you know, based on running metrics, weather, stuff like that, um, that the favorites cover these numbers. This is one of these spots. Unfortunately, I was not able to get some real money down on the 28. Uh, I got a little bit at 24, 23 and a half. Uh, you know, it sort of comes down to can Temple score 13, 14 points in this game, like right around there. I think so. Uh, UCF is actually playing pretty good defense. That's uh, against what I'll call lower to bottom tier teams. Um, you know, they're holding them in the teens, essentially. I think I think Temple's going to be able to do just enough to cover this number. Although, you know, like I said, we, we need 13 out of Temple. That's a lot to ask, to be honest, out of this bad team. But I think they're going to be able to do it Thursday night. So um, Temple with the points. There, there's not enough implied points to be scored for UCF to cover this number. I like it. We agree. Chris? Yeah, I kind of agree with Daniel that the uh, the total is pretty low for, for that kind of spread. Also, going back to my weird things Thursday nights, I'm going to go with the underdog again here because, I mean, it's scary. I hate taking a team that's just not great to cover a spread. But that Thursday night weird thing, I can't get over it. I've, I've, I've witnessed it for, for years and years now. And I would rather be on the same side for both games with the underdog. And I think, I feel like worst case scenario, I get 500 through Thursday night, at least. Okay. Kelly. So all three of you taking temple on the points. I think I'm going to be the contrarian here. I'm actually going to take UCF to cover my numbers like UCF by 29 and a half in this game. So I think Daniel said this game opened around 28. I think Vegas had it right at the open. And I think, the betters out there have, have gone the wrong way with it, to be honest. Guys, to me, UCF's a top 25 team, predictably speaking. Temple's a bottom 10 team. We've talked about that inept offense. They are a bottom 10 offense in FBS. I like UCF on both sides of the ball. I don't like UCF trying to do all this uh, astronaut stuff because, Philip, I don't know if you know this. I'm actually pretty 
to undergrad. So uh, I definitely have to side with the boilers and say that we are astronaut you, I guess. Um, but yeah, I am going to take UCF because that's what my model says. And despite my feelings towards the astronaut stuff here this week, I am uh, trusting the model. So give me give me UCF uh, minus 23 and a half. I like them to win my more than that. Okay, I will give it to you. All right, it's time for our game of the week. Now, look, I, I have said I want to have a game of the week this year that allows us to focus on the teams that are incoming because we do cover them. So what better time in a matchup that's it's lost a little luster, both teams out of the ranking, both teams were ranked earlier in the season. I, now they're both out because it, things have not gone quite according to plan. But we're talking about BYU hosting Arkansas, a future Big 12 versus current SEC matchup. I'm very excited for this one. This is our 10-12 Big 12 game of the week. Uh, right now, Arkansas, about a one-and-a-half point favorite. This is flipped from BYU minus two to Arkansas minus one-and-a-half. Over, under, around 66, 66 and a half. Daniel, you are up first, sir. What would you like here? I'm fading BYU uh, again this week. I believe I had uh, I had no name last week, and uh, we are we're going to go against them again. Arkansas State. I agree with the line flip there. Um, uh, excuse me, Arkansas. Um, I, I agree with the line flip. I have this number as Arkansas should be almost a three point favorite. Uh, I was very surprised when this line came out. Um, I mean, you could even argue three and a half. Um, BYU, uh, I think they're getting a little bit of hype because, correct me if I'm wrong, they're going to have, like, for the first time all year, their entire offense is going to be in. Uh, so, you know, I, I sort of don't know what to expect there. But short line, Arkansas just needs to be able to cover this. I mean, not even that, just two points. Agree with the flip. My numbers agree with it. Give it to me. Arkansas to cover. All right, Arkansas minus one and a half. Chris? Yeah, you asked what better time. I'm just going to throw a little objection to this being the game of the week when you have a top 15 undefeated matchup and a one-loss Kansas going into an OU that's in shambles. But regardless, we'll pick this game. Okay, I had to I had to say that. All right, but no, I mean, Arkansas, what do you get with them right now? They, they're three straight losses. They're, they're kind of in a bad spot. They're on the road in Provo. BYU, this is kind of like a... Uh, this is a game they're going to get up for. They, they're coming off the Notre Dame game, though. That's I'm, I'm going to take BYU uh, to bounce back after the loss to Notre Dame and get the win in Provo. Okay, I like it, Kelly. Yeah, I think uh, I think the right team was favored when this game opened, guys. I got BYU in this one. My numbers like them by about three and a half points. Is KJ Jefferson playing? Has that been announced? Do we know? We don't know for sure yet. Okay. So, I mean, either way, I'm still taking BYU in this game. Uh, like I said, my, my numbers like them by more than a field goal. I've got BYU as a top 40 team, Arkansas number 46. Um, I think both offenses are the better units here in this game. Again, that's assuming KJ Jefferson is playing. Um, but even if he's even if he is, I still like BYU. So, give me about BYU in this one. I think they're going to get the win. And, uh, yeah, it's a good look for the future Big 12 member here in BYU. I'm I'm really torn on this one. It's not just because I, you know, married into a fa family of, of Arkansas fans. Um, I don't know about KJ Jefferson. It does feel like BYU is getting healthy on offense. Um, Arkansas's biggest weakness is, of course, the defense, especially in the secondary. The healthy part for BYU is getting their wide receivers back. 
I know this total has already been bet way up. Uh, what was it? It opened at 60. It's already up to 66. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points to expect in a game like this. And yet, I think we might get there. Do I? Honestly, I have no idea what to pick with this game. I don't have a clue. You know what? Well, maybe this could help. KJ Jefferson was taking snaps as QB1 in practice. Does that mean he plays? I don't know, but he's he's back as QB1 in practice, but he's not getting hit in practice. So, Well, yeah, they're not going to touch him in practice. Let's see. All right, I'm taking the over. I do feel like the over to the right side here. Um, I, I don't feel strongly enough about either side as far as Arkansas or BYU. I can see this going either way. I do think KJ Jefferson probably plays. We don't know for sure, but I get the feeling he will. You get a healthy BYU versus an Arkansas secondary that's going to give up points. Uh, we've seen Arkansas and the overhit a lot. And look at these totals for Arkansas. We've got South Carolina, 74 points. Uh, Missouri State, was that 60, 60? It was more than 60 points right there. Uh, let's see. Alabama. I mean, <laughs> a lot of points there. Mississippi State, only 57, but that's because you had an unhealthy Arkansas. And if they've got KJ Jefferson back, they're going to put up more points. I like Mississippi State's defensive line, but like they should be holding Arkansas to 17 points. So if you've got KJ Jefferson for Arkansas, you've got a healthy BYU. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here. I will take the over 66. It's a high total, but I think they can hit it. Uh, as our game of the week, that means our game of the week, which of course is presented by prize picks. Now look, here's the problem is I pick our games of the week before I go in and like early in the week. And so then I go into prize picks and I, I want to make a pick for our game of the week. There's not always a pick for a game of the week. There's not always an option to pick a BYU player in prize picks. And there's not this week. So what we're going to go with, cause I haven't gotten to do a lot of wide receivers is, and I haven't done a tight end yet. Ben Sims is available in prize picks this week. Baylor tied in Ben Sims over under five receptions this week. I love this one. I've, I've talked about Ben Sims a lot in the offseason. Really enjoy his play for B, for Baylor. Uh, last check, he was leading Baylor in receptions. All right, Chris, Daniel, I'm going to ask you. Chris, you went the over or the under five receptions for Baylor tied in Ben Sims against West Virginia on Thursday. Quick question. What hit last week? The under? Uh, well, it was the under, but that's because he got knocked out. In the- oh, but but regardless, the under's hit every single week, cash. so I'm going under. <laughs> okay, uh, Daniel. Under. I mean, you you could you could give me zero point five catches, and I'd say under. <laughs> so, but uh, well, I'll, I'll take your line of okay. five. Let's go. Under. No, I I like Daniel's line being at a at point five, half a catch. Okay. It hits his hands and falls right. down. Uh, <laughs> I will note that uh, Ben Sims has hit five receptions twice this season, four once and six once. He did not play against Texas State. So this one feels like it's probably going to be a push either way. Uh, we all hit on the under last week. Uh, we're all probably going to hit on the under this week, and so we're all going to take the under. You can choose how many receptions you think Ben Sims will have on prize picks yourself. All you got to do is go and download the app. It's easy to do, and it is a ton of fun. It is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Just you versus the numbers. It's simple. It's easy. It's a ton of fun. They've got college football, college basketball, NFL, MLB, women's basketball, PGA. 
They got what do we got here? We got uh, tennis, MMA, disc golf. They, Chris, do they do they have Chris, disc golf? There's I'm 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 looking at it right there. It says disc. All right, it's DIS. Yeah, they got well, disc mean, golf, man. Nice, just for you. Yeah, just for you. So go download the app, Prize Picks. Use the promo code Network Twelve N E T W O R K One Two. When you make your first deposit, you will get a deposit match, one hundred percent, up to one. Hundred dollars. That means if you deposit a dollar, you get a dollar. If you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars, and everything in between. It is a ton of fun. I love using it. Go check it out. I, it's they've been fun for the whole network. A lot of people sign up. I've heard good things through the DMs. I've heard good things from the other net from the other podcasts. Go try Prize Picks out for yourself. It's an easy way to just have a little fun, especially if you like the idea of player over unders, which I kind of do. It's a ton of fun. All right. Thanks to Prize Picks. For sponsoring the show. Let's move on from here. Next on the list, I just closed my notes tab. I haven't had my notes. I got like eight things I got to have open. I need to actually have a desk again so I can have multiple screens. I don't know how to work with one screen and a phone. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm excited for this one. This one's going to be interesting. I, I Underrated game in the Big 12 this week for all the talk of, of TCU, Oklahoma State, which we'll get to, Oklahoma, Kansas. This one is underrated. Texas hosting Iowa State. This week, Iowa State, a oh my god, I just lost it. Don't you love when I forget to go down? Uh, I Texas is a 16 and a half point favorite in this one. Woo-hoo. That's a lot of points. I think I know what Dana's gonna pay. Say, uh, over under at 49 and a half, 49 depends on what uh, where you shop as to what you're gonna get. Let's see, Chris, I think you are first, sir. What would you like here? I would like for Iowa State to be better so I could take them. Unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen. And, you know, I mean, yours, gosh, he looks so good against Oklahoma. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks are looking good against Oklahoma. So, but yours looked especially good. Something, Texas, I mean, we keep, there's been seasons where we're like, are they back? I mean, I, they look like they're they're pretty stout, and they're a uh, couple wins in a row. They're getting a little confidence. Iowa State, three losses in a row, a little less confidence. I oh, I would like this to be two points lower or three points lower. That's seventeen though. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas. I think they can get this seventeen at home. I'm going to take Texas. All right, Kelly. I would like this game to have any other spread imaginable. My numbers, my numbers like Texas by exactly 16 and a half points. So I have to be splitting hairs here. Guys, Texas is the number four team in my power ratings now. Yes, two loss Texas is number four in my power ratings. Um, they've been phenomenal this year, especially with Quinn Ewers at quarterback. Uh, I, I think, think they're going to win this game, like I said, by 16 and a half. I, Iowa State number 35. If I have to go away on this one, because that's what we must do, I am going to take Texas. I'm going to lean on them. I just um, made more decimal points in my spreadsheet here. And guys, it says Texas by 16.505. So I am <laughs> going to take Texas because of a .005 of a football point. Um, I am not confident in this pick at all, but I do think if it's going to go one way or the other, like if it's going to be either a really close game or a blowout for Texas, I think it's probably going to lean towards the blowout. So I'm actually okay with this. Uh, give me Texas. I'll lay the point 16 and a half. I expect the Longhorns to get it done and to keep rolling. Texas is now 
based on my current numbers, my favorite in the Big 12. Yes, I know they have a Big 12 loss. They are my favorite in the Big 12, and we will see if they can make it to the championship game. Look, we've talked about Iowa State's record you know, when the line's like minus three and a half, plus three and a half. But it's not. It's 16 and a half points. And if there is any time that Matt Campbell can get his team fired up, it's when they are an underdog. And a big one. As a as an away underdog since 2016, that would be Matt Campbell's career, Iowa State is 10-7 and seven against the spread. That's not awesome. But it is a winning record against the spread as an away underdog. Man, this is that's this is how Matt Cam- Matt Campbell coaches. And look, one point loss to Kansas State, two point loss to Kansas. Iowa State's been in these games. The problem is that they just they make too many mistakes, and they 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 can't do the little things to help seal the deal. I am not going to overreact to how Texas performed against Oklahoma. Texas gets up for its big games. Now I do think. They'll probably get up for Iowa State. Iowa State has owned Texas the last few years. They're tired of that. I also think we are starting to, and I need another week. I need to see how they perform against Iowa State. I said this on Monday before I am all in on Texas is actually going to stop playing up and down to competition. I want to see how they perform in this game. If they come in and win by three touchdowns, by if they cover the spread, folks look out. It's 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 gonna be like Texas will I will pick Texas to go to Arlington if they blow out Iowa State. I think Iowa State keeps this game closer. I think Iowa State as a dog of that much is too much. Matt Campbell knows how to get his teams up. I will take Iowa State to cover the sixteen and a half point spread. I think Texas wins this game. I do. But I think Iowa State, defensively especially, can do enough to cover that line. Daniel? The Hunter on the road, underdog Iowa State. Gosh, is there a better spot to bet this guy? <laughs> Texas looked amazing last week. I mean, they got up. Oklahoma, I mean, whatever. We're going to talk about them later. They suck. Any listeners can come at me. Oklahoma's terrible. I hate their team. <laughs> hey, now. But in actuality, he does hate Iowa State. No, not at all. That's so. <laughs> just, I, I, don't, I don't hate any of these teams. That is, it's, you know, and if you're covering, I love you. Now, look, Texas goes home. They got to go cover the 17. They've got what? They have Oklahoma State on tap for next week, right? Is that, uh, Stillwater. Um, I think that's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if there's any spot for Iowa State to just kind of hang around and look good, you know, I don't think they're going to win, but. Can they lose by 14? Can they lose by 11? Kind of hanging tough for a half? I think so. I think this is a good spot for Matt Campbell and Iowa State. Philip, you touched on it. Uh, you know, they haven't been blown out in, in Big 12 games. One-point loss, three-point loss to Kansas. Uh, I think they lost by a touchdown to Baylor. But they're respectable games. I wish it was 17, but give me that 16 and a half for the Hunter, Matt Campbell, and the Cyclones. Yeah, I uh, Max Olson of the Athletic. I love his stop rate that he always likes to put out. Um, Iowa State, I believe, was top ten in stop rate so far this year. Very impressive. If we look at EPA, uh, a defense that our good friend uh, CFB Dash Grass, our good friend Parker Fleming, puts out. Uh, Iowa State EPA per game on defense, number seven in the country. This is a good defensive team. The defense is doing everything it can 
to get Iowa State wins, and the offense and special teams cannot get the job done. So, again, I think they'll have a competitive game. All right. It's a team that sucks versus a team that no one thought would be ranked at this point in the season or just in the season period. Oklahoma versus Kansas. No Jalen Daniels for Kansas. Uh, We expect Dylan Gabriel to be back for Oklahoma. I don't know that I've seen it confirmed, but I would expect that he probably is out of concussion protocol and going to play. You know what? Let me just Google it real quick. Let's see. Uh, Venable says he expects Sooners quarterback Dylan Gabriel to return this week. There you go. And they they need him to because uh, the quarterbacks behind him are booty and ass. And that pun is intended. Uh, Okay. Now that I've uh, lollygagged for long enough, Oklahoma, despite all of that, is a nine-point favorite over Kansas. This They opened as a nine-point favorite. This line has moved up and down and up and down. Over-under at about 62. Kelly, you are up first, sir. What would you like? Yeah, it makes me nervous because my numbers aren't explicitly accounting for Daniels not playing. Uh, my numbers like Oklahoma by six in this game, so I guess I will be taking Kansas plus the points here. Oklahoma, you guys talked about it earlier. This is a team that is free-falling in my power ratings. Not always the quickest to adjust to things. Oklahoma fell 20 spots this past week. They are all the way down to number 38. That is a massive drop for this far into the season. Um, Just not good. Nothing good in Norman right now. I do think Oklahoma will win this game. I don't think they'll win it by the full nine points, though. So, Give me Kansas, and we talked earlier about is Kansas going to get bowl eligible? I ran the numbers real quick here while the conversation was going. Based on my updated information, guys, I give it a um, I give it a let's see, eighty four percent chance that Kansas picks up one more win at some point here. If I had to pin, pinpoint a game where I think it might happen, looking most likely right now at Texas Tech for me later this year to be that game where Kansas gets it done. But give me the Jayhawks and the points here, and then I also think they're going to reach that six bowl, six game um, for bowl eligibility, which is just incredible. Going into the year, I think my numbers gave that a 1% chance. So just a phenomenal year, even if they lose out from here. It's still a great year uh, in Lawrence. Andy will love to hear that. I look forward to that tweet because uh, he will be excited about it. <clears throat> How, is Kansas the team you've been asked the most about specifically this year? And is that just because the 10, 12 people all just bother you all the time? It, it is. I absolutely love. So I get the most interaction with Big 12 teams, <laughs> Philip, but I think it's it's got to be in large part due to you and your team uh, just pumping out the questions and the comments and the mentions from the 10, 12 network. So I really appreciate you guys. I love talking Big 12. I've made no secret about this. I put it on social media. I talk about it on our podcast. Like the Big 12 is the most fun conference and it's not even close really. I don't like saying it's not close, but it's really not. There's just every single week. You've got such great games. Anybody could win. You don't know who's going to be where. You would have told me at the beginning of the year, Kansas is five and one and Oklahoma is 0 and three in Big 12 play. Like get out of here with that. That is why I love college football. The Big 12 embodies everything that I love about the sport and i am just soaking up every single game that i can of this current membership makeup because i know what the future holds i am not happy about it personally i'm sure you all have your own feelings but i am soaking it up here in 2022 because this is how football was meant to be played the big 12 is phenomenal yeah i I agree that like i'm excited for the new big 12 because i think if you're gonna have parity i think it's gonna be super fun and if you just want to go play the the SEC Big Ten game and and you know not be good anymore, great, go have fun, make your money, but kind of kind of bad for your fans. But they don't seem to care at this point, so cool. I mean, the Big Ten has a little bit of parity at the top. 
SEC's got like two teams worth of parity at the top. Oh, they're they're very good at the top. Just throughout, but it's it's the and that's all that matters for the national media is how many teams can you get into the playoff, and that's fine. It'll expand to twelve, and that won't matter nearly as much. And it'll just be like, who can get the most teams? I don't care. But if you want fun, you want parity, you want close games, you want exciting football, you watch the Big Twelve, and uh, I think that's what Brett America is trying to sell. Younger, hipper, cooler. Okay, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas. Oh man, like we we should. We've learned enough this season. You should be riding with Kansas. Like riding with Kansas has been profitable. It was a push last week. It was a win the week before that. It was a win the week before that. It was a. Let's see, where is it? Uh, I lost it. Oh yeah, a win the week before that. It was a win the week. One. So it's been profitable to just ride with Kansas every single week. I know how good Jason Bean looked against TCU in the second half. And I do think Jason Bean is a good quarterback. I do think it was a quarterback battle between him and Jalen Daniels. I don't think, I think it is a much, much bigger drop off. And I said this between QB one and QB two at Oklahoma and QB one and QB two at Kansas. I think Kansas has both a deeper and a better quarterback room than Oklahoma does. End of story. If you want to argue about it with me about that, cool. It ain't last year. <laughs> okay. Uh, that said, man, Oklahoma's down bad. They just got absolutely mollywopped. Now they're back home. They've been licking their wounds. They've been hearing it from everybody. They've got to turn something around if they want to get to a bowl game. Because if you lose to Kansas on Saturday, I'm not picking you to get to a bowl game. Like, I, I don't, I, you start three and four, you tell me you're going to win three games the rest of the way. Like, I, good luck. Because the schedule's not easy. It's not. All that said, this feels like a good spot if you want to buy Oklahoma. It does. Because they are down bad, Kansas doesn't have their starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel coming back. I think OU will be able to put, I mean, oh, that should solve a lot of OU's offensive problems. I don't like picking against Kansas, and I don't really want to pick against Kansas. I kind of wonder if Oklahoma's the side here. I just, and I hate how big the line is, and I wonder if ever, I, like, I don't understand Vegas with the line being that big. Like, it's just so big. I, and I, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get the same performance from 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 Bean this week. I just don't. I, I, I we've seen it all the time. Someone comes in, backup comes in, has an amazing game for a half. Um, the opposing team does just enough to get the win. I, I, I think I think OU gets the win here. I think they can cover in their black anthracite uniforms. I don't think they cover by a lot. I think this is. I think they win by make ten. Um, but I think I'll pick OU to cover in a spot where I think this is about the last time I really want to pick Oklahoma this season just because of the situation. Jalen Daniels is playing. There's no way. Uh, I don't think OU's nearly as big a favorite, but I'll take OU minus nine. I don't love it, but that's what I'm going to ride with. Phillip. Daniel? Yeah? I, I was just going to pop in right there. You said if Oklahoma loses this game, I just ran the numbers, their chances to reach six wins. Again, the numbers will update, and this has does not have that update. 35% chance Oklahoma reaches six wins if they fail to win this game. So it becomes overwhelmingly likely that they do not reach bowl eligibility if they fail to win this game. My numbers currently projecting the Sooners as underdogs in their final five games. Granted, they are all close. I mean, I'm talking a field goal-ish or less, but they are currently projecting as underdogs in every single game after this Kansas game. 
again, we talked about things you would have said in the preseason that you wouldn't have believed. Throw this in there too. It's incredible what's going on in Norman right now, and it's not good for those Sooner fans. They need this game. All right. Daniel? This line, these numbers, this game, all the narrative around this game is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, I'm going to have some real money invested here on, on what I'm taking. And I'm staring at this total. And look, I know I'm going to be wrong. I know I'm going to lose my bet, all this stuff. and I'm going to sound like an idiot and we're putting it on record. But is this number crazy? Like 62 and a half? Books are saying Oklahoma's going to win this game and cover uh, by scoring 37 points. Like what? Really? Oklahoma's going to go out there and and put up five touchdowns or you know four touchdowns and a couple field goals, and Bean's going to come in, step in at quarterback, and Kansas is going to go score 30. I mean, maybe maybe that ends up happening, but. It's just so hard to see that playing out. We have an Oklahoma team that is coming off, you know, being as embarrassed as you absolutely can in conference rival, big game, 49 nothing. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. So a lot of times when you see teams get blown out like that, the following week you'll see um, you'll see, you know, defense really be honed in on like, hey, we need to improve. We need to get on the field. We need to make stops. We need to get the ball back. And we have Kansas, who has had an electric quarterback, who has really moved this offense along all year. And look, Bean was great. Let, let's give Bean all the credit in the world. He helped carry this team through some lean times. Um, but is this going to be some electric, awesome offense that's going to be able to go down the field and score anytime it needs to? I just don't know. This feels like an under all the way. There is winds of 10, 11, 12 miles an hour. This feels like this is going to be a 27-24 type game, 30-21, something like that. Just so hard to see both of these teams getting up in the 30s and setting this game over. Give me that under 62 and a half, and I'm going to have a nice wager on it as well this week. Ooh, Daniel likes real money on that. I keep looking for a third one to pick for real. Just maybe, maybe that'll be the one. Chris? Yeah, you guys have hit on a lot of it. This line is clearly Gabriel's going to play. Daniels is out. That's the, that's the line, right? I mean, it was started out nine, went to seven, got back, back bet back up to nine. OU at home. OU's in a tough spot. They have to win. If they don't win this game, then I said early that I thought OU fans were going to run Venables out of town again, just like they did the first time. I didn't see why it was going to be different the second time, magically. Uh but that might happen a lot sooner than I think. Not this season, but he's yeah. They're not going to be that patient. So uh, they're they're in a tough spot. On the other side, Kansas is playing with house money. They they've got nothing to lose. I do think that is tough. I was super impressed with Kansas last week after Daniels went out. I thought that that game was over, but they hung around and being played admin admin whatever. I can't say that word apparently. Uh, so anyway. I think it's going to be a little tougher. OU is going to know Bean's coming. They're going to game plan for him. And, and that'll make his day a little bit harder. Um, as hard as an OU defense can at this point, apparently. <laughs> I'm going to take the Sooners one last time because I don't want to bet against, or I want to, I don't want to jinx Kansas. Let me put it like that. Kansas wins. I'm going to be happy. The, I, the last couple of weeks, 
I've been setting up an undefeated Jayhawks coming into a three loss OU. Half of that happened. And that's frankly amazing. Kansas plays money. I, I said it earlier. I think they either win this game or they lose by three scores. If it's close at all, OU is going to be in their head. They're going to, if, if Kansas comes out and punches them in the mouth, OU could crumble. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to take OU one last time. OU could use not just Dylan Gabriel coming back, but a little home field magic. Home field magic, of course, from home field apparel. It's, it's a real thing, people. Get your shirt, get your line debuted, and then all of a sudden, you get a big win. You have a nice weekend. You have a big performance. It happens all the time. So maybe what Oklahoma fans need to do is go to homefieldapparel.com. Go check out the Oklahoma collection. There are 16 items there. They've got a vintage 2000 national champs tee. Seems like a good one. They've got a Sooner Schooner, which looks pretty cool. They've got an Oklahoma golf tee, which is crazy because it's, it's good. Hmm? Is it a schooner on its side? Tipped over? No, I don't think that OU would be happy if they did that, although it would be hilarious. They've got an Oklahoma Roughnecks tee. Do yourself a favor. Get Oklahoma fans. Get your school. Get your team. Some Homefield magic. Go buy a bunch of shirts from Homefield right now. They have a fantastic 16-item collection for OU. It's really, <laughs> really good stuff. Look, say that about everybody. It's like, find me the line where you're like, you know what? It's not any good. You won't. It's not going to happen. They've got every Big 12 school, current and future, available right now. They add new schools all the time. They're adding new little additions to each school's collection all the time. If you haven't bought yet, use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, and get 15% off your first purchase. It helps Homefield out. It helps us out. It tells Homefield that you guys listen to the show, and then you go buy stuff. That is awesome. Just go to Homefield. I'm wearing... My uh, pistol patty home field shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts, period. This and my uh, uh, horn frog in a, in a pimp coat with a pennant are pretty much my two favorite t-shirts I wear all the time. Although, the purple uh, Everyman a Wildcat shirt that I have is awesome as well. I just like to wear home field all the time. I've, I've got enough. I can wear them every day when I come home from work. And my girls are, always want me to wear one of them. I've trained my, my daughters right. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Promo code NETWORK12, 15% off your first order. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college board apparel this college football and basketball season. Get your school some home field magic. Uh, okay, we got one last Big 12 game, and then, of course, our non-Big 12 game of the week. We are rounding out today's show with TCU versus Oklahoma State, a matchup of undefeateds, one of the best games this weekend. I think it's the best game this weekend. There's something about third Saturday, October, some rivalry that was big. If you're an old and I keep being told it's something that we're supposed to care about. Cool. Alabama's going to win because they always do. And Nick Saban crushes Tennessee all the time, but maybe it won't be a blot. Whatever. Michigan Penn State as well. Three matchups of undefeated teams. That's crazy. Six matchups of ranked teams. It's the best weekend. Now, I say that, and then you're going to have like four blowouts of games that are supposed to be exciting because that's what always happens. And you're like, this weekend's not going to be any good. And then it's awesome. And you have crazy upsets and all insanity. The season's been great. All right, TCU, currently about a four-point favorite, man. That line keeps going up, up, up. Over, under at 68 and a half. Oh, I have to go first, don't I? Ah, oh, biscuits. All right. Um, Look, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, OSU is good. TCU is good. Um. Kendall Daniels, Oklahoma State starting safety, one of their best defensive backs. 
will miss the first half of this game after targeting call last week against Texas Tech. The thing that scares me in this game the most as an Oklahoma State fan is this. Uh, Max Duggan to Quentin Johnson. The secondary for Oklahoma State gets better and better, but I got real fear of them connecting often and early because Daniels is out and OSU having to play catch-up a lot. If this game's in Stillwater, I'm picking OSU. This game is in Fort Worth. It's a four-point line. I don't see a three and a half anywhere, which I would like better. I think this is a touchdown game either way. Um, I'm going to take TCU. I'm going to take TCU minus four. I think the Horned Frogs end OSU's unbeaten streak this week. And then TCU goes, and I think plays Kansas State next week, if I remember correctly. And then their unbeaten streak ends. And then we have no more unbeatens, and the insanity ensues. Uh, Daniel. Well, I bet this as early as I could. I got TCU at minus three. Figured the line would go out, and we figured right. Uh, I'm going to give Sonny Dyke some credit. Uh, haven't loved him as a coach. I mean, he's been okay in his career, but, uh, I mean, I thought his, his stint at Cal was just whatever. Total waste of time. He has the he has the most talented offense that he's probably ever had, and more importantly, he probably has the most or he probably has the most talented wide receiver room that he's ever had. And I have to give him all the credit in the world because he's doing something with it. Unlike our buddy Dana over in Houston, uh, Sonny. Uh, I mean, Sonny Dykes has done a great job so far with this team. He has teams on their heels for two or three quarters at a time. It's awesome to watch. I think TCU covers this number. I just don't think Oklahoma State has the horses uh, on the back half of their defense uh, to hang with what Sonny is doing through the air right now. TCU minus four. Chris? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. I see it as a field goal game. Man. I actually think I last week I mistakenly I don't know why took the under at Oklahoma State Texas Tech. I'm not going to make that mistake this week. I'm actually going to take the over at 68 and a half. I think this is a mid 30s to late 30s game, if not early 40s. There's going to be some scoring. I'm going to take the over. Over 68 and a half. Kelly, this is my game of the week in the Big 12, guys. Personally, I've got it as the number four game in the entire slate. I am super excited about this one. I think both offenses are the better teams here. I've got TCU power rated number 17, Oklahoma State power rated number 14. In terms of their deservedness, which don't go into looking forward and making picks, but in terms of what these teams have accomplished, I'm very impressed with both of them. TCU number five in my most deserving rankings this week, Oklahoma with eight number six the winner of course like looking good to move up in those i am going to take i think tcu wins this game but i don't think they win it by four my numbers like tcu by one and a half so i am going to take oklahoma state plus four it does make me a little bit nervous this oklahoma state defense on the field last week for more than 100 plays now you're traveling on the road to play at tcu that does make me nervous but I'm sticking with my numbers. I'm taking Oklahoma State plus four. Regardless, I am so excited about this game, guys. I love that number, Kelly. 100, 100 plays for that defense. Oh, mm-hmm. Dude. 108. Sonny yeah. Dykes is going to fry these guys. I love that. Just might. 
Yeah. Yeah. Could get mad. All right. Last pick of the day, our non-Big 12 pick. Everybody can pick anything they want from any non-Big 12 game. Daniel, you are up first, sir. What would you oh, like? Oh, man, put me on the spot. I got a few. I was literally just looking down the list right now thinking, okay, what am I going to go with? Um, Sorry, man. I know this dead air is just fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a team. Uh, another spread differential angle that I really like. I think uh, the spread is just a touch too high. Giant Killers, Texas State are going on the road, and they're going to be at Troy. I know some riveting footballs going down. Uh, another, <laughs> I love it. Hey, look, Texas State, right? Monster win last week for Appalachian, just blew them out, um, and now they're going to go on the road to play Troy. I do think Troy is going to win this game, but Troy's style is just so methodical that uh, unless they shut Texas State completely down, which I can't quite see them doing that. Um, again, it's good. I don't see them covering this number. They, they're going to need to score 17 points in a game that's only going to have, uh, you know, 46 points scored more or less. So Texas State's going to be able to hang. They're going to be able to score 14, 17, 20 points, something like that. And Troy's going to win this game by 11. You know, this is a 31, 20, um, 28, 17 type game. The number's just too big. Texas State is going to have a nice cover after their nice straight up win last week. Uh, looks like plus 16. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I don't take road teams here a lot, but I'm going to take Tulane over South Florida at, I think it's at 12 right now. Uh, I mean, this just feels like a spot that Tulane should win this by a couple of scores. They're consistently covering the spread. And South Florida is in a bad spot, coming off four losses in a row. I don't know what they're doing. They played Cincinnati tough. I feel like there's just a little bit of a letdown. I'm going to say Tulane. Okay. Kelly? What we see for the Michigan game right now? Is it still uh, still, still, seven. still seven? Seven flags. I mean, every book in the world is hanging a seven right now for you. Okay, perfect. I like Michigan in this game. I like them by more than seven. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Michigan minus seven. Uh, super excited about this game too. Talk about games we're excited about. Um, don't really like Michigan as a program. If we hate your team is uh, encompassing for one team, it's probably Michigan for me, but I do think Michigan gets it done here. I think being at home uh, makes a difference in this game. And I, I'll take the Wolverines minus seven. I think they get the job done. And I think they win uh, by multiple scores here against Penn state. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take one that I bet for real in real life. Um, now I got it at seven and a half, but I think I still see, it looks like it's pretty much eight and a half. Now I'm taking San Jose state minus eight and a half over Fresno state. Uh, folks, if you haven't paid attention to the mountain West, San Jose state is probably the best team in the mountain West. Uh, and Fresno state is not good this year, like at all. Uh, I don't think they're very good. I know that San Jose is going on the road, but I don't understand why they're, I, it's, I don't know if this the Vegas hasn't caught up to San Jose State yet or what, um, but I'm taking this one. I'm taking San, San Jose State. I think the line's too small. I think they're going to beat Fresno State. I think they're going to beat them comfortably. I do think San Jose State is the best team in the Mountain West. So I, even with an extra point than what I actually bought it at, I'm going to go ahead and ride with it here as well. Okay. Everybody, this has been a ton of fun, as always. Uh, I know we talked about it 
But Kelly, do me a favor. Where can everybody check out all the fantastic work you do covering college football, sir? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, Philip. I really appreciate you having me on. This has been fantastic. Always fun talking with you, Daniel and Chris. So um, always happy to do so. You guys can find me on Twitter at KFordRatings. Have a website, uh, KFordRatings.com. And then my buddy Zach and I have a podcast. Um, you can find us at we hate your team underscore on Twitter. It's called We Hate Your Team. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. So thank you all again for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I had a lot of contrarian picks, I feel like, tonight. So I'm either going to get absolutely run off the field or i'll stay on the fighters chance here to hang with you guys who are the experts so i'm looking forward to seeing how week seven plays out just a great slate of games given the trend you've got a good shot <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i feel good for you and bad press kelly man it is always a pleasure to have you on the show i appreciate you every time you come on and you do the do do incredible work if you're on twitter and don't follow him you should if you don't listen to the podcast you should of course you can also follow daniel on twitter at danner b Seven Slack check is open if you want to go talk betting and betting picks with him. Uh, he does an incredible job. And we're getting close to college basketball season, so he's going to get real, real, real busy because that is his time of the year when he makes his bank. Of course, you can follow Chris on Twitter. He's on there occasionally at Chris Ross Sports. That's two S's in Ross. Uh, you can follow us at 1012 Network, T E N the number 12. The word network. We were recording this, of course, on Wednesday. That is October 12th, 10 12 day. Happy 10 12 day to all who celebrate. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens. I think I was supposed to do like some opening monologue all by myself, and I forgot to do that because if I don't put it in my show notes, I will forget to do it. It doesn't matter. Between five and seven, when I come home and I'm bombarded by three kids, one who's crying for sure, one who's crying probably, make dinner, clean up dinner, put kids to bed. If it is not written down, it, I will not retain it at all. It is lost into the ether, into the deep black hole of space forever. Uh, sinks right into that UCF helmet for this week. Uh, we will be back on Monday to recap all the games that are, and we'll talk about all the games that will be, and we will talk to you again then. Podcast Network.